Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And Eric Austin is here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Happy weekend. Happy weekend back at you. Yeah, this is here our seventh anniversary of yeah. operating this show. Yes, it is. Started originally on AM 1300 and mm-hmm. took a small hiatus over to AM 1590 and now we're yeah. back on 1300. Yes, we are. We are fully loaded here. Just like the big chicken sandwiches that I'm looking at that you just told me about before we got on did air. You, now did you I'm see that? Hungry. Yeah. Although I, that I would become a big chicken myself. I'm going to have a big caboose as if I start eating there. Well, I I, I saw Let's that talk in about the Puget Sound news. Business Journal. Shaquille O'Neal's backed fast food chicken chain is coming mm-hmm. to Renton. Big chicken. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be opening this winter in the yes. landing. Uh, they already have one location, which is at Climate Pledge Arena. You may have seen somebody dribbling chicken down their chin, you know, at a at an event there, and uh, so is that, this is, is that great. your like homage to Shaquille, like dribbling chicken down here? <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you got it. <laughs> oh my god! I think you didn't. Do, I don't think you did that on purpose. <laughs> it just came out. Uh, but I am looking at their website of BigChicken.com, and that's. That's some filling food. Yeah, you don't want right to look at that when you're hungry. Yeah, I know, no, I know. And dang you for bringing it up right before we got on the show because now I'm really, really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank well, you so much. But you know what else is down there already? Because you didn't know this, but I did because especially being on the chamber board for right. Renton Chamber. Well, I didn't know it was open. Yeah. yeah. Top, Top Golf. Yeah. Top yeah. Golf, which is a, 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 a beacon for many it's people. It's a lot of fun. Right? Uh, I've been to their Scottsdale location, yeah. which is, it's basically um, a computerized, you know, driving range mm-hmm. with bar service. Yeah. You know, you can, you've got your own private booth. Mm-hmm. They bring you food. They bring you yeah. drinks. You've got a computer screen that will actually track the trajectory of your ball as it sails sails off and bounces right on the green two feet from the pin sure like all of yes. my shots do mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> no it's a lot of fun and then there's games that that can be played you know along it's like with sports it. karaoke it really you is. can see who's on and who's off <laughs> yeah it's a lot of, lot of fun now it's a great place and yeah. and um, we've well, been we are happy that they are there and thrilled that it's been you know bringing people in and it's a wonderful like uh target place for people to go to in for town sure. yeah um and then of course now there'll be other things like big chicken and whatever for people to have for you know snacks if they want to can uh, do other stuff but they also i have word that they've put in their permit for a hotel wow so there's so much shaken down there that it's just i mean it's it's a pretty cool area if you have not been down to basically the South Lake Washington. I mean, I know everyone's always about South Lake Union before, but South Lake Washington mm-hmm. has become quite a hotbed between the Hyatt and the Southport facility. There's a couple of other mm-hmm. hotels that are down there, and they've got all kinds of things going on all the time. Tons of beautiful weddings happening at the Hyatt. They have just some gorgeous facilities, and they have the um, dock and dine down there, and people can bring their boats in. They've expanded Mm -hmm. the dock area down there, so you can even come by boat. Yeah. You know, so it's real easy and accessible. And then the landing is walking distance from there, 
and all these other new big venues are coming in. It's awesome. Um, and even if you just want to do a picnic or stop by, you know, mm-hmm. you go down to Coulon Park and they've got uh, yeah. Ivers right there. They've got the Kid Valley. Yep. You know, so you can go grab a grab a quick meal and yeah, and, just can't you know. bring your pets. No pets oh, down at Coulon. Oh, right. Yeah. So, but Hadn't yeah, bring that. bring your family, yourself. You know, your yeah. boat. There's so much that's going Maybe on. Maybe grab down there. some big chicken. Yeah. And head down Absolutely. to the head down to the lake. Lots of great stuff happening. And the downtown Renton area. Mm-hmm. Um, if you hadn't seen it already, uh, for anyone who's listening to this, Boon Boona, Ephraim, who's the, the owner and founder That's of the Boon coffee Boona. place, right? Yeah, yeah. He started in Renton mm-hmm. and has now uh, a couple of different locations mm-hmm. and also got small a business person of the year award. He's been getting several different awards. So I he have had SBA not been award. in there. I need to oh, so check it out. It's really, really good. And they but they do a very traditional coffee service, uh, Ethiopian coffee service. Okay. It's really outstanding. Good. It's, yeah. It's a really cool place. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Yeah, so. he's, he's an awesome person, very much involved in his community and giving back. And yeah, just I love that he actually just put a location up by UW. Um, and I, I think he's got three locations now. I can't remember them all off the top of my head, but he's he's a tremendous individual. Excellent. Yeah, well, really good. great team of people. Well, good job, Renton. Yeah, clearly lots of good stuff you going are on. ahead of the curve. Oh gosh, <laughs> I, that's our one slogan. I really wish we had <laughs> never ever. Well, of course, now they call us Renton Rising. We, you know, we've oh, gotten over our curve. That's equally dumb. So now we're Renton Rising. Oh no, just. Speaking yeah. of which, though, there are uh, there are some uh, they're not technically high rise compared to downtown Seattle or Bellevue, right. but we are getting bigger towers coming in. There, there, there absolutely are. Yeah, and and that's also you know that that whole South End is mm-hmm. is doing well. Tech will as well. Oh, yeah. You know, lots of lots of stuff going. Yeah, on there's there. a reason why Renton has actually attached itself to the East King County mm-hmm. Chamber Coalition, right. and that's because they are much more of an economic powerhouse than people mm-hmm. give them credit for. Right. A lot of big companies have their major, lo- you know, like headquarter locations there, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, not to be overlooked. Yeah. Definitely not yeah. to be overlooked. So anyhow. Or overcooked. When it comes yeah. to <laughs> Especially when it comes to the big chicken. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> well, the market, is it overcooked? It is cooked. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's done. Okay. It's, it's, uh, it's not done. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Right. Well, last week we went through all the statistics of it. Yeah. You know, and like how some people are overblowing to get clickbait and freak people out. Yeah. But we really drilled into some of the numbers and, and it's and healthy. It be, it's yeah. healthy. Prices it's are healthy not plummeting. Market. In fact, they're right. up fifteen point eight percent for the year nationally. Locally ten percent. Right. Rents are up fourteen percent. Yeah. And but rates are rates are up, you know. So we're up over right. a little bit over that six percent mark, and that does impact affordability. And, it does, and, but it doesn't mean you can't. That's no. that's what I, I I go a little nuts. So like right. I I know that you tend to be way more conservative, and it's like you're even being conservative with your like. Ah, oh, we know they're up there, but it's like, but you can still buy a house. Oh, these are not these are not <laughs> you know, like, um, Armageddon it, rates. You right. know, I my first house was fifteen percent. You know, and and we we made it work, right? But but what we, we talked did, about affordability on the show because incomes have risen also over yes, time. Yes, absolutely. So affordability is relative. It totally is. It's I'm, a 
definite relative thing. And you can't, honestly, you can't read a headline and know your personal situation. You just can't. Right. You need to look it at, you need to, to do the research and, and we can also get creative. So when we're yeah. looking at, at, um, uh, this interest rate, uh, there are some tricks and some tools that you can use to, mm-hmm. to help with that affordability. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't, it does, you know, you can buy with, with low down payments. You can, uh, you can avoid mortgage insurance in many cases by restructuring or using different products like that. You can buy down your interest rate. Yes. And this is something that, you know, that we, we look at frequently. Uh, you know, if I, if I pick a rate where, you know, I, I don't want to pay points, mm-hmm. well, maybe I, I pay a point or two points. I pay a one point is a 1% fee of your loan amount. That's going to give me an interest rate that's a quarter percent or a half a percent lower. Right. And that's going to help with my with my monthly payment. We've also talked in past shows about temporary buy downs, or we call them mm-hmm. a two one buy down. Yeah. So let's say that the the prevailing rate is six percent with a two one buy down, and your one your rate is four percent, mm-hmm. and your two your rate is five percent, and then in years three through thirty it's six percent, mm-hmm. just in time for rates to cycle lower and you refinance into a permanently lower interest right. rate. Knock on wood that right. that that all happens that way. Yeah. So, but even if it doesn't, you're still in a house that you're getting appreciation on. Yes, absolutely. Like that's people get short sighted. Like you're not buying this thing to eat like a big chicken. It's not just going to pass three and you don't have anything left at the end of the day. Well, you get the house and you still get the, right. you one, get a place to live that you can do with whatever you want, you know, yeah. minus HOAs, you know, and then, you know, well, I don't know, you it, live in it for five, 10, 20, 30 years. And then look at that. It's worth more at the end. It may be your forever home, but it's definitely probably not going to be your forever mortgage. Right. Because mortgages are cyclical. Exactly. Rates are cyclical. So you get in the home, start riding that that equity train yeah. and refinance right when now, rates are lower. Exactly. Right now, you just got like job protection because anyone <laughs> who is buying right now, if they do go down, you get to do a refi. Which... Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. There are many zero points options have disappeared right now. Mm. So when you when you do look at a mortgage rate, mm-hmm. you may have to pay a loan fee, pay points to get that rate. Because um, they know you're going to refi. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the financial markets know that. The yeah. bond market knows They're not that. dumb. Oh, yeah. So don't you be dumb. Right. Right? I mean, that's why we do this show. <laughs> We're telling you the back-end scoop yeah. of the what and why. Mm-hmm. So you're a better consumer. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, right. right? You know, like, and and here's one of the other things too. I you know I keep forgetting to mention this to our listeners. Um, if you already own a home, and you want to know where your value is, you can reach out to me mm-hmm. to do a market analysis. Sure, right? Like, even if you're not looking to sell right now, but you just want to know, because this is one of the campaigns that we're doing with my clients right now. We're actually reaching out. We're going all the way back in the 20 years that I've been doing business and proactively reaching out to each one of our clients. Because as you know, I'm also reaching out and working with a lot of estate attorneys right now Mm -hmm. too, right? Right. And so one of the things that we're doing is to get them a market update on their property. Mm -hmm. So that one, because here's, I gave an example to my team just earlier this week. I have a client who he did not buy his current house with me, but I have helped him with all his 
investment properties, mm-hmm. right? Because he bought his house when I was three years old, right? <laughs> so that's why I didn't get to help him buy that house. He sure. bought it in 1971, wow. okay, for $17,000. Yeah. That house today, you know who this person is. That house today is worth about $1.8 million. Wow. And when you're in a state like Washington where $2 million is the estate tax starting point, mm-hmm. you should know that for your planning purposes, right? Right. So I'll give you the details on how you can reach out to me about this and why it's a benefit to you. But um, there's some really good stuff coming. So we're going to share that here on Open House with Team Reba after these messages. We're back, open house with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes with Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. We're back, and I'm Reba Hess from Team Reba. <laughs> That's right, bringing you the news on real estate in the Pacific Northwest. That's right. So, okay, so as we were going to the break, I was mentioning, like, why is this useful information to, to get a market analysis update on your house, right? Mm-hmm. So as I was explaining to my team, I've got this client who's got a portfolio of properties, mm-hmm. right? And if his current home that he lives in is valued about $1.8 million right now, mm-hmm. that's useful information because if he's got these three other properties that are sitting out there that are also now, because they're primarily in Seattle, yeah, they're all in this like 800 to a million plus price point because of the location of them. Mm-hmm. So he's going to want to know that to make sure and go back, because this is what I've been chatting about with a lot of the estate attorneys, COVID got a lot of people going back and re-looking at their estate planning or actually finally getting it done. Right, I was going right? to say, yeah. And so what I know about this family is that there's multiple adult children. Mm-hmm. And so it might be like, how would they go about, you know, considering gifting and or, you know, who would get what and how they need to you know, work around some of these things. It might make a, a change in how they have ownership interests on some of these properties so mm-hmm. that they have an ease of transition over time. I mean, there's a lot of different things that can happen. They, if they don't have a living trust already set up, like that would be something for them to maybe look into. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's all these conversations. So. We're just saying, hey, look, we know that in this marketplace, particularly in cities like Bellevue, Kirkland, Seattle, those that the I mean, Bellevue and Vashon, you know, those areas like average price points are, are going to be like a million bucks mm-hmm, right. on a lot of those homes. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, most of them are, like, I think, Bellevue median price right now. Well, uh, yeah, it's like one point four million. Mm-hmm. And that's including condos. Right. Right. Meaning half or more than that and half or less. Than yeah, that. Mm-hmm. exactly. So, you know, I have tons of people in Kirkland, you know, if they've got a house, it's probably worth a million bucks, right. you know, in most cases. Mm-hmm. So it's good for the long term planning because, you know, if someone were to pass away, you get stepped up cost basis. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a big bonus. But it just it, it's just smart to do because like if you look at your stocks, like if you have a retirement plan, you're looking at that on occasion. Right. You know, like you're talking with your wealth planner mm-hmm. about how you want to adjust mm-hmm. what you own over time. Mm-hmm. Right. And depending on what phase of your life you're in. Allocating your assets. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, in some cases, some of those clients of mine, part of the reason we're doing that is we want to find the updated value of their investment properties, because especially in the first three years I was in the industry, 
about half my clients every year were people buying investment property. Mm-hmm. And we know, because on this show, we've talked about landlord-tenant laws, things that have changed. Well, if they don't know where their value's at and what they can buy elsewhere and possibly leverage up to earn more, just like you would look at your stock portfolio, you should look at your real estate portfolio. And you have depreciation expense when you have a exactly. rental property, which is 27 and a half years. Mm-hmm. You can depreciate the improvements mm-hmm. on, on the property. You can't depreciate the land. Right. But, but a lot of these properties were pretty much fully depreciated in many cases. If you've been sitting on a home mm-hmm. for a long time, yeah. uh, it's not a bad a plan to look yeah. at doing a 1031 exactly. tax deferred exchange. Yep. And, and we have shows about that. We do. And parlay that into uh, other investment property. Yeah. Well, most of that depreciation schedule really kind of from a tax perspective kind of peters out around year 10. It does. For a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And most people don't go and look at that. Right. And, you know, because they start looking at like, what's my equity position? Okay. Well, for like, figure out what's most important to you there. But here's the other thing you could also, if it, if the rents have gone up in those 20 years that you've owned that property mm-hmm. and you can still cash flow and you can take some of it out and go buy some other property, mm-hmm. why not? You don't even have to sell that one if you don't want to, Absolutely. but you might be able to leverage it for something else. Right. So we're just trying to make sure that our clients know what their options are instead mm-hmm. of just, you know, a set and forget mindset. Right. Right. I mean, it yeah. just, to me, it just, it, I, you and I chose this station for a reason. It was because a lot of the listenership, are the types of folks who this is things that they want to know about. Right. They are financially oriented. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Financially minded for sure. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I still find it fascinating all these years. Right. Like I, like I did my own 1031 last year. We talked about that here on the show. Um, my plans have even changed a little bit around some of that because my Anacortes property, many people have heard on the show that it got destroyed during the snow. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I have an architect on board now. I've got Wendy Fisher of mm-hmm. Wendy Fisher Interiors as yeah. my interior designer working with that. Mm-hmm. Like I can't wait. Like as much as it freaked me out at first when all that happened because I was like, ah, oh, expenditures I had not expected. However, one, leveraging my own house, but two, really looking at by the time I get that house done, the appreciation now built on the new setup of the house right is even more exciting for me absolutely it's, I, I i've been doing the number checks and i'm just like well that house is going to be worth more than twice I, i'm not going to have to put in twice as much as i paid for it yeah. to get it to be worth twice as much as what i bought it for and then it's just going to grow over time i met with um my financial planner a couple of weeks ago and we're having lunch and we're kind of talking about things and, and he being a financial planner is all mm-hmm. about investing in the market. Oh yeah. And me being a mortgage lender is all about buying real estate. <laughs> yeah. so, Balance. So he's trying to convince me Balanced. don't buy more real estate. Yeah. And I'm trying to convince him it's leverage. You know, yeah, if I, right. if, if I, if I have a hundred thousand dollars, I want to put it in the market and I make 10%, I make $10,000. Right. If I take, Hundred thousand and buy a half a million dollar home and make ten percent. Mm-hmm. I make fifty thousand right. dollars, and you know. So, but he's, yeah, but you have carrying costs. You have taxes. You have this. You have that. You have insurance. I'm like, yeah, yeah. But I'm still gaining more due to the leverage, right? And and that's just a really hard concept to beat, and especially when there's mm-hmm. inflation. 
and you know we're we're well, buying this they, home now and we're like paying can't it back. Say all of that because some of those expenses you also get a write off in your of course you know, taxes. Yeah, that's true. But also, you know, I'm I'm paying my mortgage back with inflated dollars. They're worth right. less. Yeah, and I kind of like that aspect of it. Yeah, you know, as as well. So yeah, we we need to be thinking about all of those things. But if yeah, you're absolutely right. If 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 you have someone you're sitting on a home, you've owned it for a very mm-hmm. long period of time. Um, you know, maybe you keep that. Maybe that's a family legacy type type right. home. Exactly. Uh, and some of them are. Some right. of our clients have actually said to us, like, "Hey, we're buying this because it is going to be something that we're going to pass on mm-hmm. to our kids." Right. But right? there's other homes where, let's face it, they're a pain in the neck, mm-hmm. or or it's mm-hmm. in a located in a municipality where the municipality is a pain in the neck. Like, where say, could you be talking hmm, about? I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Where we're sitting? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> No, that's a real concern. You know, some people are like, God, I'm just sick of the hassle of this rental. Oh, yeah. And I want to do something different. Fine. Mm -hmm. You know, let's look at different areas. So the other thing that's been happening quite a bit is a lot of people who are saying, I want to sell this rental because I would like, because they're going to do like what I did with Oak Harbor. Mm -hmm. I want to go buy a vacation home Mm -hmm. that I can also Airbnb. Don't do it in Chelan County. Well, Okay, I get that. But I'm not even saying you have to do it in the state, though, Eric. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm doing mine up in one particular area here because I intend to retire here. Mm -hmm. But I have clients who are buying in Florida, Arizona, Nevada, Mm -hmm. Utah, Montana. You know, there's people who are buying in all these other areas that there are markets set up because... I actually helped give uh, referrals to someone in my office the other day because I have a big national and international network, mm-hmm. um, which is another thing, listeners. If you are looking in other marketplaces, reach out to me anyway. Info at teamreba.com. Let me know what you're looking for. I have connections everywhere. I just gave referrals to Maui, um, Ocean Shores, uh, Cannon Beach. I always takes me, I always want to say a different city. <laughs> it's, I always want to say seaside? Astoria. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and Seaside, but yeah, <laughs> that takes a minute. Yeah. Um, Portland, Vancouver. Uh, I think the farthest away referral I've given is Pisa, Italy, which actually was purchased first as right. a rental was, yes. and was going to be a long-term retirement place for this couple in Tacoma. Right. Right? I mean... Mm-hmm. Texas, just, I mean, I, all over the place. I just closed a transaction um, last week in Billings, Montana. Mm-hmm. It's a five bedroom, two bath on acre and a half overlooking the Dutton Ranch. Not just mm-hmm. kidding about that part, but if anybody watches that show, Yellowstone, okay. uh, $410,000. And the seller picked up $2,500 in closing costs. There you go. These folks are over the moon. Yeah, you know, they're re- relocating from Seattle. Oh you know, yeah, they and, must be thrilled. And one um, one of them is able to work remotely as a mm-hmm. as a um, tele nurse. You know, makes oh, yeah. so getting Seattle wages right. in Billings, Montana, which is a good thing. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, and as a tele nurse, having a house of that size, they probably have to have one room cordoned off for HIPAA. <laughs> probably, no, I seriously, think they do. I, actually, no, they I do, do. Yeah, for for security. I, yeah, yeah absolutely. we have clients that. Yes, that's a that's tri- right. well, even your daughter-in-law. That's right, and we but we've had you're right. We've we've recently closed transaction. Mutual customer uh, bought two properties in Florida, one mm-hmm. property in Texas, mm-hmm. 
And uh, by selling one home in Seattle at a tremendous windfall. Yes. So they're out there. Yes. And sometimes it's just getting creative or having the right contacts or the right network. How Mm -hmm. do I do this? How do I put this all together? And I gave those referrals to them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, that was, it was, those situations are outstanding. And that's, that's part of, I think, why you and I have worked together so well, because we, one, look at the overall kind of like what are you trying to accomplish mm-hmm. and then walk through a lot of different um, ways that that can be handled because mm-hmm. that client that you just talked about originally came to us wanting to just buy local mm-hmm. and we were like what about leveraging elsewhere and they're like oh well I have been looking at that but they had a different plan originally for some of the elsewhere places mm-hmm. and so once we really walked through and dug down into the what's the ultimate goal, great. You know, and the thing is, like, when we're doing some of these um, referrals out, you know, I'm also asking the agents that I'm contacting is, you know, do you also have property management services or do you have somebody already lined up who does those kinds of things? Or if it's a vacation, you know, rental mm-hmm. market do you have access to all the tools that you're going to need for that? Because you have very specific things that you have to kind of have prepared Mm -hmm. in those situations. Right. And I, we're going to continue seeing those things happen. Right. Mm -hmm. But um, anyway, so listeners, if you do want to have a market analysis done on your home or your investment property, because you're considering some of these things, please, by all means, reach out to me. Info at teamreba.com is a great way to schedule an appointment or send me an address if you want to begin the process and uh, we can uh, help you out from there. All right. Well, we got to take a real quick break here. We're going to be back with more open house at with Team Reba talking about our local market and how to take advantage of it. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And Eric Oz is here from Homebridge Financial Mortgage. And Reba, I want to dispel a myth that we have no class. <laughs> we do have class. <laughs> yes, we have a class coming up that is scheduled. Yes. September 29th. That's a Thursday. Yes. From 4.30 until about 9 p.m. Yes. And this is the official first-time home buyer class sponsored by the Washington State Housing Finance Commission. Uh, If you're interested in a zero-down loan or any special financing programs for first-time home buyers, all of those programs require that you take a first-time home buyer class. That you also get class. That's right. (laughs) And we're going to school you up on... Lots of good information, not just taking the class because you got to take the class. Yes. You know, it's a commitment. It's it's not just an hour. You know, it's it's a deep dive into information that will give you life skills. Well, just like we've spoken about on this show before, and maybe even earlier this show, that little bit of pain up front, that preparation is worth it in the long run because... Not only do you learn all about the programs, but you qualify for things like lower private mortgage insurance payments and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So what you're doing in terms of time gets paid back to you multifold. That's right. That's right. We're talking about saving yourself a bunch of chicken sandwiches. That's right. Go get yourself some big chicken. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, so this class. With your big savings. <laughs> yeah. Now, this class, we, we give you choices here. Uh, the class will be held down at the Kent Chamber of Commerce. So if you're down in the Kent area, it's perfect for that. Uh, however, it will also still be possible to take this class virtually. Mm-hmm. So if you can't make it down to Kent, uh, you can certainly just tune in. And, well, yeah, and take I mean, the course that way. Yeah. If, well, what I'm figuring is like when we were deciding what time to start the class, mm-hmm. if it's possible, someone can you know get in at 430, right? We start out with a couple of quick little housekeeping issues, things like that. So the meat of the program will probably be 10, 15 minutes in. Mm-hmm. And if you're concerned about commuting, because we know this time of year, there's still construction and all the other things that go on with Seattle. The great part about this, first of all, this show radiates from the Canadian border down to the Oregon border. Mm-hmm. Anyone who can hear us talking about this can sign up for this class. That's right, because the, the, the first-time buyer programs we'll be discussing cover all of Washington State. Yeah. As well as we have some specific programs that will be key to certain municipalities as well. Uh, but as a general rule, if, if you have income less than Mm -hmm. $160,000, you should be eligible for a zero down loan to buy your principal residence. You don't even have to be a first-time home buyer to take advantage of that program. Mm -hmm. It's a huge thing. And and so if if the down payment is something that's holding you back from buying real estate, well, then this would be a really, really good class to take so you can learn all about that. And this is a really good time for anyone using those programs because we had a client that we just closed in August Mm -hmm. who took the class Mm -hmm. and used the program Mm -hmm. to purchase. Right. Right? And that was one of the things I wanted to bring up earlier when you were talking about some of the mortgage products. Like when we're in this little window of time where, let's say, someone didn't get the offer that they wanted in the first three weeks of being on market – Great time to start discussing seller credits before you do a price reduction on it. Yep, absolutely. Because if we can validate that we think we'll hit the appraised price on it and you can get that, man, there's some big benefits. And we're going to talk about stuff like that in this class. That's right, because the seller can pay your closing costs. Exactly. And if it's a conventional loan, they can pay 3% of the sale price if you put less than 10% down, 6% if you put more than 10% down. Mm -hmm. FHA loans, they can pay 6% no matter how much you put down. VA, the sky's the limit. Yeah. They can even, the seller can even pay off credit card debt to help you qualify. You know, VA is is, is all about helping the veteran. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's a little scary to even think about, but it works. And uh, you know, so so especially if you're a veteran, if you've been in the the um, you know the the military service or National Guard or even the reserves, mm-hmm. uh, boy, check in with us. Uh, it's the still without question the best loan program available yeah, out there. It absolutely yeah, hands is. down. And we love working with our veterans. It's, yes, we do. It's, it's a lot yes. of fun. Well, we actually, yeah. well, they're not a veteran. He's actually active service, but mm-hmm. anyone who's active service too, because for we sure. just helped a client in Oak Harbor. 90 days uh, active duty, um, you qualify uh, for for a um, zero down VA loan. Uh, we're currently offering zero down up to uh, $1.5 million. Let me repeat that. You can buy a VA, VA, zero mm-hmm. down, $1.5 million. Man. And no PMI. I need to remind my nephew about that. Yeah. Actually, I got a couple of nephews, but I think one of them already owns this home. Yeah. I've got well. several people in my family who are 
um, active and or uh, recent military service. Yeah, and so. and if you're thinking of selling a home, and please don't don't um, rule out accepting an offer from a veteran for VA financing. Oh my gosh, no! Not I at mention all. well, I mention that because there are still a number of real estate agents out there and sellers that believe accepting a VA offer means that they're going to pay way, way more in closing costs. Uh, and it's just not true. It's not. It, that's That was true 25 years ago, but it's right. not true now, and it yeah. hasn't been for a long it's, time. It's a myth that keeps floating around for whatever reason. There's, there's so many things inside this industry that are stuff where you're like, no, that's not, that's not true. I mean, yeah, you I'll go off on my little high horse about the Zillow person that said something about, well, it takes a long time for us all to get 20% for a down payment. And it's like, how can you be the economist <laughs> working at Zillow and you don't even know that you can buy as little as three and a half, three percent or zero down? Yeah, like, what's wrong with you? Maybe she should take our class. I think she should. <laughs> maybe we should send it to her. <laughs> she, she could learn something. <laughs> Wouldn't that be... Now I'm looking at you like, maybe we should. We should invite her. We Maybe we should invite her. Yeah. I don't uh, know. Uh, you know, economic advisors that don't own their own homes, but they're giving advice on real estate I is know. pretty interesting. Yeah, it yeah. is. They're out there. You know, can, can I go off on a little tangent? Well, let's can be consistent about that. We go off on tangents all the time. <laughs> We're, we're consi- consistently tangential. <laughs> Tangentially not... consistent. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, um, we talk a lot about us giving good advice and digging deep to you know what our clients are trying to accomplish. And that takes expertise. Mm-hmm. And you really, you know, what you're paying for or what you should be paying for when you're working with and hiring a mortgage professional and a real estate professional. Um, I know that people are constantly asking themselves when they see high price points, Mm -hmm. like what's the value of this person? Well, first of all, we try and give you an idea of like the things you should be asking somebody to determine whether or not they're going to be giving you good value. But I can tell you for a fact, we had a situation with one of my clients where a person who doesn't see the value and it was 100% focused on the rebate mm-hmm. annoyed the hell out of my client to the point that she canceled her listing. She's back on market now. Oh, wow. Yeah. But in one fell swoop was using a bunch of discount brokerages and rebate companies to try and just throw offer after uh, low, mm. low offer. Kind of a shotgun approach. Yes. And here's the thing. That is super dangerous for that person to have done because there's a couple things. Had my client at any point gone ahead and accepted one of those offers, there were up to three additional real estate agents who could have tried to make a claim on the commission. Explain that. So exclusive agency, if you sign anything saying that you have exclusive agency with mm-hmm. somebody, yeah, if they go and try and then purchase the same property through another individual, mm-hmm. 
that first person has a right to try and come and say, hey. I helped this client. I helped, Mm -hmm. right? And they can try and also go after the buyer in that case, too, if Mm -hmm. they circumvented them. Yeah. Right? So it creates a huge liability issue for for buyer and seller in that situation. Mm -hmm. And it's partly because people aren't explaining agency law well enough. That's part of the problem is we have 1.6 million real estate agents in the United States, of which 43,000 of us do the vast majority of all the deals. And you have a couple of these brokerages out there that are all about like, yeah, we'll give you part of the money back, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, in a higher price market like this area, that sounds great. But if they Mm -hmm. introduce liability... Or like, let's take that situation. The amount of money that that person might have been trying to save could be threefold what someone comes at him for mm-hmm. if that other company had all three of those agents. Who didn't know about the other agents, by the way, in the same company being used in the same manner? Mm. Gets complicated. It gets very complicated. Yeah. Well, and uh, we we've I've seen clients too where they they'll they'll make offers on three homes simultaneously hoping that one of them will get accepted. Yeah. And that also massively dangerous and illegal, by the way. Two of the three get accepted. And then they, then they, they're, they will call, they'll call me or one of my Mm -hmm. loan officers and say, Hey, we need a letter of denial uh, for our financing so we can get out of buying this. Cause they might've waived inspection or something. Oh my gosh. And, and our that answer is so as a illegal. lender is like, no, we're not going to um, do that because that's not yeah. legal. So uh, don't fall prey <laughs> to those tactics because here's what I want to say. We're held to the standard of an attorney. So whoever you decide to hire, make sure they have the qualified background mm-hmm. to be able to live up to that standard. Right. The person who's just there throwing, you know, like little crumbs at you trying to say, hey, do this. There's so much that can happen inside of a real estate transaction. You can't just leave it to some joker. No. And you shouldn't. Absolutely. You wouldn't put your stock portfolio in the hands of someone who doesn't know what they're doing, or hopefully not. You wouldn't want to have, you know, if you're going through a divorce, you don't want to pick the guy who just got his license and has never been in divorce court. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, you pay for it if right. you do. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just going to say, right? So anyway. All right. Well, we have to take a real quick break here. We are listening to Open House with Team Reba. Uh, so stay tuned. We're talking about our local market and some of the goofiness that happens in it as well. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. Eric Austin is here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And Reba has from Team Reba. Thanks for listening in. Yes, we love that you're here with us. All right, Reba, little quiz for you. Sure. So we have, uh, you know, with the rates being a little bit elevated, again, mm-hmm. not terrible, but they're a little bit higher, affecting affordability right. a bit. We do have clients that have been uh, priced out of maybe what their where their dream home, you know, might sit. Mm-hmm. So they're looking at 
at other options and ways to, to buy okay. that can still get them into a home, maintain that affordability. And, and sometimes they're looking at homes that may be a little bit, um, let's say, challenging. In what way? Well, here's a little quiz. So we're going to call this, is it financeable okay. or not? All right. So, and I'm just going to go off of uh, some transactions that, that I'm working on right okay, now. And, sure. and you can kind of answer that Financeable or not. Got okay. it. Okay. We've got a home in Tukwila. Mm-hmm. It has not been occupied for five years. Mm. Um, the owner of the home is elderly and they're mm-hmm. not living in the property. Their relatives have stored all of their stuff in this home. Mm. So it's it's filled to the Party rafters. delicious. Okay. okay. There may be some leaking um, of the roof, and there may be rodents running muck in, in this house. Mm. Financeable or not financeable? Uh, what kind of loan? That's my question. Is it Can we finance it? Maybe with the right <laughs> kind of loan. Yeah. Ding ding ding! That's correct. So, so as a rehab loan, yes, with with a regular mortgage, this property would not be financeable because right. it has issues of safety and soundness. Mm-hmm. Yes, and to be financeable, it's it's got to be yeah. okay. You know, all the fun- systems work. The and bank the roof wants to know it's getting a dog all, all up front. That. Exactly, <laughs> but. A renovation loan will work mm-hmm. for this property. Yes. So in this case, it's a very good price on the home. Mm-hmm. Um, the buyer will put about $100,000 into it, fix it up, and and walk away with a really, really nice home. So so that one is financeable, but just not with traditional uh, mortgage financing. We have to look at a renovation loan. Um, he's going to come in with 10% down, and that mm-hmm. down payment is based on not the sale price of the home, but the sale price plus the costs of renovation. So when we do one loan that covers both the money to purchase the home as well as the funds to renovate it. Okay, Okay. here's another one. Sure. This property is located in Orondo, which uh, is a little hillside nestled up above the Columbia River, Lake Anniat, looking down, not too far from from Lake Chelan, beautiful area. This home sits on about five acres. And uh, it's not really a home. It's more of a shed, two-story shed that is partially finished. So there's no walls on the inside. There is insulation. Mm-hmm. It has a roof, windows, a door. Uh, there's no bathroom, running water, electricity, mm-hmm. uh, or um, septic system or a well. There is a composting toilet. Financeable or not financeable? Well, if you're working on it, I'm going to probably say yes, but it's going to be a very unique product because most of the time you have to have a working septic and or, but if they have a composting toilet, I'm not sure how that one fits in. Yeah. Does it? Well, it doesn't. Um, Okay. Uh, and and besides, it's outside the the, the house. You know, you right. know it's kind of like the old okay. old school. Well, no, uh, there's some composting toilets mm-hmm. that can go inside. Right, there so are. I didn't know. There are. I, you didn't give me that detail. So so this okay. one actually, the only way to finance this one is with a construction loan, mm-hmm. and it presents a few different right. challenges. Different but, than a rehab loan. Yes. Okay. Um, it will have. It will need a well. Mm-hmm. It, it, it definitely has to yeah, have water. You, yeah. It will need an approved septic system. Okay. But we don't have to have electricity. We can use solar 
for for ah. power, which is kind of cool. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Now the other challenge is when you're are out looking green at loans for that. There are. Yeah, yeah. there absolutely so there are. There you go. Yeah. And it's been a while since we've talked about those. Uh, we, I wonder yeah, if they we were still around. Kind of get get yeah, into that bring again it back, here. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the other challenge with a with a home that is was somebody started to build it but didn't finish it, mm. so it's a partially finished mm-hmm. home. Yeah, uh, lenders can get a little bit squeamish about that because we don't mm-hmm. know how what mm-hmm. sort of quality of construction right. yeah. went into this. So it takes extra inspections can... and right. title clearances and all of that before we can move forward w- with it. Do they just do also uh, a forensic of um, permits already pulled? Mm-hmm. Yep, and sometimes okay. it can even require forensic analysis of the framing and everything right, else yeah. to make sure it was pro- rough in yeah. electrical right. and plumbing and all of that. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, so, yeah. so it is financeable, although that one's a bit more tricky. Mm-hmm. Okay, another one. You're explaining why you're bald. <laughs> I know. This is just another day. This is like a I Tuesday. Know. I know. Um, all right, another one. This person is a designer. They design homes. They're not an architect, mm-hmm. but they do design work, mm-hmm. and they really want to take on this project themselves and build a new home on five acres. It already has a septic system approved. Mm-hmm. It has a well. Mm-hmm. It has power at the street, so it'll have all the major mm-hmm. utilities available. The structure itself will be comprised of two um shipping containers mm. with a framed uh, framed structure connecting the two together. Hmm. So shipping containers with some traditional framing. So does that fall under the construction loan again? Well, that's my question. Financeable or not financeable? Well, I, I that was my question. Like, yeah. Does the construction loan apply well, here too? So because uh, it's not because it's being assembled, so right. you can't use traditional. No, and it's being assembled. And actually, at this point, I am stumped on this one. Um, we have not yet found an investor that will allow a construction loan okay. using shipping containers as the the principal, right? You know, method. So, is there anyone who does any kind of other manufactured type? housing that would there, be similar there are there is financing for a manufactured home where something's you know built prefab and, mm-hmm. and you right. know, either assembled on the site or shipped to the site um, the shipping container aspect of it mm-hmm. is is a bit problematic yeah um, that's one challenge the other challenge is as a general rule um, lenders don't want the owner to be also the builder, right? Yeah, uh, we do want a retail, uh, a, a yeah, license else. bonded, insured general contractor yeah. on the, on the job. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mean an owner can't jump in there and and help and, and do this and that, but we got to have a general signed up for it uh, because what if happens if that owner builder mm-hmm. can't get it done or mm-hmm. messes it up or whatever? Right. You know, then then as a lender, we're stuck with an un, with a half finished project. If you can't find something for them, is that a hard money lending situation? It would be, and yeah. and that's another option. Which um, hard money being a private lender that mm-hmm. you can call, and they will give you a very high interest rate and mm-hmm. very high fees, but they'll yeah. give you the money to get the yeah. thing done. If you want to hear some interest rates that'll make your hair stand on end, yeah. talk to a hard money lender. We're not talking six yeah. and a quarter here. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're yeah. Talking. In fact, I'm going to guess that they're even more than they were. Cause I know when we had mm-hmm. really low rates, they were at like eight to 12%. And my guess yeah. is they've gone up. So. Yeah. No, that ship has sailed. Yeah. yeah they're going to be higher than that. And that shipping uh, container is sailed. <laughs> <That's> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
that's all right this is how we're oh, nerdy boy. yeah that's <laughs> we're, right that we're a couple of dorks <laughs> that shipping container is sunk mm-hmm. all right here we all got right. okay one what other else? one other one here uh, this property is a geodesic dome mm. mm-hmm. and it's sitting on a half acre with a beautiful view of the water on tribal leased land mm. financeable or not financeable oh how long is the lease Oh, good question. Okay, the the lease <laughs> is qualify. seventeen years. Mm. Oh, that's going to be probably not or or difficult, right? So, because I thought they had a minimum lease period. Well, we we can lend on leased land. However, yeah, but the term had... of our loan mm-hmm. has to be at least five years less than the term of the lease. Right. Well, so so okay, if it's so a seventeen years left on the lease. Then we can do a twelve-year loan. Okay, that would and be. And if the person can afford those payments, then great. Correct. Yeah. Now the yeah. geodesic dome part of it is another challenge, and many lenders Why? are not willing to lend on a geodesic dome unless we can have an appraisal where we find at least one other geodesic dome to use as a comparable sale to prove yeah, that there's marketability of of yeah. that of that property. Yeah. There's a couple of them up. In uh, Oak Harbor. There's a few I've seen out a couple there. of them lately. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, All anyway. right. Well, good. You passed with flying a, colors on that Thank you. Test. What a fun little test. <laughs> that's right. Can you tell um, I've been doing this a while? You have. Well, <laughs> just a few years. Just not bald. That's right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's another wrap-up of Open House with Team Reba. Thanks for listening.